Listeners, welcome back to another episode of Not Just a Phase. We are in season two, which is the blue season. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, please check us out on Instagram at Not Just a Phase Worldwide and our website at notjustaphase.net. Today we have a very special episode for you. It's a big old Canada Scrams Fest, if you will. My co-host today is Nathan. Nathan's the man who runs a Canadian-based Screamo label called No Funeral Records. And he's joining me today to talk with his friend in Yearning. This phenomenal emo violence act is coming at you from Montreal. So, hey buddy, we got a bunch of Canucks on the show here today. Bunch of friends, eh? And if you haven't heard this band yet, uh, you've been missing out, but we're about to fix that. So check this out right now. Telling me I have an accent. I don't know. I don't hear it. I don't hear it. <laughs> Welcome to the show, though, guys. Thanks so much for coming on. How are you feeling today? Good, 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 good. So, uh, for the listeners, you guys want to state your name and uh, I guess what role it is you play in the band? Uh, so, I'm called Alex. Uh, I play guitar in the band. And my lovely co host here, Nathan. Hello, I am Nathan. I run No Funeral Records. I live in Kitchener, Ontario, where I'm doing this call from, and uh, glad to be here. Yeah, you're mad close to me. I'm just uh, maybe about an hour away. Yeah, St. Catharines, right? Uh, Grimsby now. I was, I was in St. Catharines for a while, yeah. Yeah, big old Candace Grams fest here. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I know, uh, I know Nate's heard the show, but... Uh, uh, Alex, did you check out the show before agreeing to come uh, chat with us today by any chance? Actually, I did. Um, like, when you hit me up on Instagram, um, I had no idea what the show was. Uh, <laughs> I had never heard the name, uh, which surprised me because, like, you get quite a following there. Uh, but I did this week uh, went on the website and um, you did pretty much, like, a few bands that I love. So uh, I had a time to check um, Nadir. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce the band, but like I remember you guys debated it like in the episode. Yeah. Uh, and they're like one of my favorite new bands on the screamo scene right now. And um, yeah, I'm probably gonna go back and like 
listening to some other episodes because like I thought this one was interesting. So um, yeah, that's that. Cool. No, yeah, I appreciate that. I'm glad. I appreciate your honesty too. You're like, I had no idea what the show was. That's great. <laughs> I didn't know where the fuck you guys came from either. I saw a bunch of screamo bands post up this band and I'm like, yearning. What the fuck is this? Okay, I'll check this out. I'm like, where did this come from? So yeah, I guess that is my question. Where the fuck did you guys come from? Well, I mean, technically this band has been like running for like, you know, three years, I think. Like it was 2019 when me and Jeremy started the band. And uh, yeah, I mean, we met through like uh, common friends and stuff. And basically we were like, we want to play Screamo and no one wants to play Screamo in Montreal. Or it's more about like finding a good drummer. And Jeremy is a drummer. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do this shit. <laughs> nice. And uh, how did you end up meeting my co-host today, Nathan? How do you guys all know each other? Um, uh, do you remember? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was funny because like it was at, uh, you know, Lola's uh, basement in Montreal. Um, when uh what was the lineup i think it was discord of a fargeton sketch and albatross and masanera played as well i think and uh you were there with your distro in the basement and <laughs> uh i was just like talking with some other people and then you came at me and you were like hey you play in i was like what the fuck? <laughs> how'd you know that and uh i think we like talked about records and shit and i was thought you, you were like hey buy some stuff from the distro i was like hey man i, I quit collecting records uh, like a few years ago and i sold all my collection but like smart man <laughs> <laughs> and then i guess we chatted for like uh yeah for a while and uh that's i mean i had the name and like saw it on the internet mm -hmm. and that's basically how we met and then, uh, yeah, you booked our show in Kitchener. <laughs> yeah. First first show. First earring show. In Kitchener, was that, you said? Uh, yeah. 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 Where was that show? What was the venue? Um, it was in my basement, actually. Nice. So. nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, our, uh, one of the, the other people who live here, uh, Jake, and Jackson actually both played um, as well. It's cool. It's a cool show. It was very nice. We almost didn't make it, but it was very nice. <laughs> oh, show what happened? It's kind of stupid. Like, um, like basically, we don't have a van, so we had to rent like a car from uh, this app. I don't know if you know about it. It's called Turo, like T-U-R-O. It's basically like, uh, you know, Airbnb, but you rent a car, like to someone that rents your, his car. And <laughs> the morning before we quit, like I got a text message, like at six in the morning saying, hey, dude, like the car I was supposed to get to you as a flat tire. And I was like, oh, shit, because <laughs> like uh, Montreal to Kitchener is like a seven hour drive. We're all pretty like fucked. <laughs> and I managed to take the car to uh, a garage like at 8 in the morning and it got here at like 10, 30, 11 I think 
So basically, we quit and we got there. I mean, we we got there on time because like it, it's a it was an house show, so no rush. But like it was pretty fucking a bummer when we got the news in the morning, you know. Did you did you know that you were willingly driving seven hours to play some dude's basement? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me it was you know it, it was not a question like uh i mean we would go anyway regardless of the time it was to drive there because i mean i've played toronto quite a few times with my other bands and stuff i had never made it to kitchener but i made it to um hamilton which is kind of close right i think yeah. So, yeah i mean we didn't play show for like i mean Shows are back just now, depending on where you are. So for us, it was the first time we could play live since a few years, most of us. So yeah, seven hours felt like nothing to go play a show and meet people again and like, you know, scream or gathering and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> it was oh, pretty that's, nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. No, I was just curious if you're aware ahead of time, like you're like, ah, seven hours to go play a little house show. Like that's, that's dedication that you'd be, you would do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, not everyone would do that right so we'll do a we'll do a rewind before before yearning before all the other bands we usually like to start off by asking how you got into punk rock do you remember how you were first exposed to punk music or just like underground music in general yeah i do <laughs> um yeah that's it dates back to like you know 20 years i guess uh, yeah i was like uh in fifth grade or sixth grade and uh, my godfather was like a big fan of Slayer and, um, you know, um, Slayer mostly. <laughs> so uh, he gave me like a few records of them and I thought it was pretty fucking metal, obviously. And, you know, when you're 12 years old, it feels like, wow, what the fuck is this shit? So I loved it. And then I guess I listened to like Slayer for like on repeat for a few months. <laughs> and then I got, you know, playing uh, video games like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And then I got into punk rock and I was like, hey, that's pretty, like very different from Slayer. It's like, you know, it's dynamics or it's something else. And I kind of liked it better than I did with Slayer. And then I got into bands like, you know, NoFX, Lagwagon, Newfound Glory, the classics. And it didn't stick for a while because, like, when I got into high school, um, I met some pu some more people that were like into metal, mostly death metal. And for some reason, I thought like, "Hey, this is brutal. This is like, you know, it's super intense. It's fast. It's uh, it's heavier." And then I basically listened to death metal for like, you know, until I was 18, and then I found out screamo. <laughs> uh which to me was more passionate um then again when I, when I got into screamo i was like hey this is different than than punk at all you know punk rock and metal i thought it was more melodic the it comes more from the heart i guess something like that and i feel like uh it was what i had been looking for like all my youth and it's basically what started it all when i was 18 and it's uh, i'd say i start playing in bands around that time as well so yeah do you remember the first couple screamo bands you heard or the first one 
Um, yeah, totally. Uh, and how did you stumble across Screamo? Like on a on a subreddit or a blog spot or? Yeah, it's I can't really remember how, but like uh, you've probably heard of SoulSeek, right? The I software. Have. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm not that old, but like I'm 34. And like back then, like SoulSeek was a big thing. So I've been using SoulSeek like since I, like, I mean, 20 years ago. And I would randomly like download bands on SoulSeek, like from different users. And at some point I found someone which had uh, a folder in their files that was labeled like a screamo slash emo violence. I was like, what the fuck is emo violence? <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> you know, when you've never heard of it, it sounds, sounds weird, right? So um, I randomly click on this band, which is Me, I, Ed Rich, the French band. And uh, I was blown away. Like, uh, the emotion like that came out of this record. And uh, I don't know, it, it, it just felt super special. I had never heard something like that. And it was their first record, uh, Learn Sans L'Autre. And yeah, that's basically how I found about Screamo. It was downloading randomly on Susik. And blogs weren't that popular back then, that time, like yet. It was more like five or six years later, because I obviously, like, um, you know, blogs were very helpful like, for many of us, I guess, back then, discovering bands and stuff. So. Yeah, it was me, I had rich that uh, is really good. soul seek i know uh, yeah 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 for sure Did not you? often but um yeah i've been using it forever really i never yeah. i never used it it's cool hmm. i've uh, recently switched over to streaming for convenience but i i despise it so it's hard why, why do you despise well, it's it it's like 
because I have to upload bands to, to streaming and Spotify and all that, and, like, the process is just awful. There's no money in it. Like, just politically, it's, it's the worst shit. Um, Absolutely. But, you know, I fucking buy into the machine, too, so can't really complain too much. It's, it's impossible not to, unfortunately, right? Yeah. There's almost nothing you can do about it. So, uh, Alex, you guys yearning here. Where are you guys all from, and what's the what's the scene like in your area for punk rock and screamo? Hmm. Uh, I'm from Montreal, originally. Like, well, not exactly in the city, but like across the bridge. So I'm assuming that's Montreal. To me, it is. Uh, Jeremy comes from uh, Quebec City, and uh, Nick, our singer as well. That's how they met, and. Um, uh, Sam is the only one that comes from like very up north in Quebec. Like it's uh, he comes from Baldor. I don't know if you've heard of that place. <laughs> it's like uh, seven hours up north from Montreal, and uh, he moved here like I think three or four years ago. So yeah, and um, about the scene in Montreal, uh, I guess right now it's kind of an you know I wouldn't say standby because like a lot of the older bands like um, that. Have, that have been around for a while are either like dead right now or quiet, like not making new music. But like there are a few new newer bands, like you know, of course, like Diana Cross, uh, Marinois is one of them as well. Um, Milanku are still around and Dark Circles, which are like very, very great bands that have, I think they have like new music coming out soon. But then again, I would say like Montreal is kind of not i wouldn't say divided but like uh there's the western part of montreal that's like english speaking and it feels like they have more of like the punk like cross punk bands and like the uh you know well i, I would say like yeah cross punk and hardcore music more in the west west island and yeah the other bands is like mostly screamo or there's a few post rock bands as well I don't really keep in touch with like all the newer bands like at the moment, but uh, I know there are quite a few ones. Like the scene is quite healthy right now, I would say. Are you, uh, are you predominantly a French speaker? A lot of people say I have an accent and I, I never hear it, but I can tell with you, I'm like, there's an accent. Like I can hear your Canadian accent on you especially. And I'm thinking you, you predominantly speak French as your first language. You speak more French than English. Am I right? Or? Yeah, of course. I mean, um, my job in my job i speak english like uh every day but um yeah with everyone my friends and stuff i speak french it is my first language ah okay i see i, I thought so i thought so i do have an accent <laughs> <laughs> i've had so many bands tell me it off my like oh i can hear your accent and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about but once i you know a couple couple wobbly pops you know once once we're two or three in here i, I can it comes out bud you know what i mean <laughs> 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 I can hear it. I can hear it. So, what the what band are you guys listening to right now? Like both of you, what are you listening to right now? What band that you think needs more attention or deserves more attention? Um, there's a lot of them. Um, you had to just pick that one though. That one main band that you think deserves more hype. More attention. Um, yeah, I've been listening a lot to uh, Vientre. They're a screamo band from Colombia. Um, have you heard them at all? 
No, Vient. Well, how'd you say it? That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Say it again. Your audio cut out. How do you pronounce it? Viente. Viente. No, I haven't heard them. V-I-E-N-T-R-E. Um, okay. They're from Colombia. They're, they play like Screamo, but like it feels a lot like European Screamo. Like I would say Sernan Sassiata. Like. Cool. And I've been into them since their first record, which was, I think, uh, 2017. And they've been like very, very prolific uh, the last few years. I think they already have like six releases right now. And three of them are LPs. And none of them are disappointing. Like uh, they kind of have their own sound, their own sound. And yeah, you should check them out. Because like some people, uh, I mean, I see them on, uh, you know, Facebook groups uh, lately and stuff. But I think they deserve more uh, attention because they're to- totally gonna blow out at some point. And like they even toured the US with, uh, uh, I can't remember what band it was, but like they did go to, to the US like uh, two or three years ago. And yeah, you should check them out. They're very good. Yeah, I definitely will. What about yourself, Nate? I see you. the wheels are turning. Uh. I, I don't even listen to punk music. Um, oh, yeah, we were talking about this before before we I, started the episode, yeah. Like, if I'm being honest, I'm just listening to, like, Wicca Phase, Springs Eternal, like, oh, man. all the time. But, like, as far as, like, Screamo goes, um, Yearning, of course, has been on repeat uh, every day, um, yep. which is why we're here talking. And yep. uh, there's a band, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, uh, they're from Malaysia, I believe, uh, Farah Rood. Farah Rudd. Um, I also don't know how to pronounce it, but I know how to spell it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a phenomenal band. I think they released like only one demo late last year. Um, that's getting a lot of uh, a lot of attention from me. And uh, a band from Japan called Angry Sun. I've been listening to a lot lately too. Um, they've got Sun? like a three. Yeah, um, I'm guessing the Indian Indian Summer reference. Um, but. Uh, yeah, they've got like a three-song EP out that's just fast, abrasive stuff. I think me and Alex talked about them the other day, too. They're f- fucking super good band. Oh, nice. All right. I'll have to check them out. Um, <clears throat> what was I going to say here? What other questions that I have in my stupid list? <laughs> okay, yeah, Alex, how, how did you and the rest of your band all meet and form the band? Um. <clears throat> Uh, like I said, uh, me and Jeremy, like we met through um, common friends, like uh, it was a few years ago. Like you lived in Quebec City back then. Um, and um, I played there with my uh, previous band called uh, Nous Etions. And I also played there with uh, Hérésie, which uh, I, I'm sorry, they're both French. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Jeremy was kind of a fan of both of my bands. And then we spoke when we met in uh, Quebec. And at some point, I remember he said he was going to move to Montreal, like in the near future, and that he would love playing music. But at this time, I was kind of busy with Musetion and Eresi at the same time. But then both brand, both bands broke up, like uh, I think it was 2017. And then I got into school, so I was kind of busy. But like uh, I told Jeremy, like, yeah, we could like you know try stuff and like go for a rehearsal and see what comes out of it. 
and the stuff was so good that I was like, yeah, let's start a band. So it was basically me and Jeremy for a while, because pretty much all my other friends that I knew that would be able to play with us were like either busy in school or playing in other bands. So I think we rehearsed for like, it was a year and a half, just me and Jeremy. And like we built, we, we built like six or seven songs, like mostly the, the whole EP. And uh, we had, uh, you know, uh, Max from the Discord of a Forgotten sketch um, that plays bass. I used to work at a bar back then and Max worked with me. And I was like, hey, I mean, you want to try bass in my band? Like we play Screamo as well. And we did try. And I think he played like three or four times with us. And then at some point, like, uh, you know, we couldn't like schedule like the rehearsal. It was a mess, <laughs> like really, like everyone had different schedules. So I think like we kind of parted ways uh, with Max. And then Sam, our actual bassist, like I just moved to Montreal City. Uh, and he's like uh, an old friend of mine because my band Nuzetson played with his previous band back then, like a few years ago. And he's also a good friend of Jeremy because like they have another band together. And I was like, hey, uh, like you want to try out for another band? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you never have too many bands. So he came to the rehearsal and it was an instant fit, you know? Um, I think after two jams, like he had like nailed bass for all seven tracks. And, you know, the vibe, the energy was just very nice. So I was like, yeah, I mean, Let's stick together. And for Nick, the singer, uh, he's also a friend of uh, Jeremy, and they used to live in uh, Quebec City together. And same same story, um, you know, he moved to Montreal as well. And I was like, hey, I mean, I've heard his vocals before. Like, you should tell Nick to come and try out vocals for us. Like, and he came and. I mean, it, it was five minutes in and I was like, you're fucking hired. <laughs> like, the vocals are singing. <laughs> and to me, it was, it's, it's funny because, you know, <clears throat> I think vocals are a big deal in Screamo. Like, they're, they, they, they're a very important part in the band to me. Like, uh, and it's kind of what I'm the most picky about. And yeah, it, it just did it like instantly. And I was like, yeah, I, I want you to stick with us. And that's pretty much how the whole lineup came together. And it's been it's been like this since uh, last year, I think. Like they joined like in the summer last year, both of them. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And now we have this very beautiful nine minute uh, EP, LP? It's nine minutes, it's an EP, right? <laughs> yes. I don't know what to call it, but yeah, it's nine minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we call it a full length at nine minutes, but you know, when you're playing emo violence, everything's fast and sweet, and it is so sweet. So we gotta, you know, do the clog in the machine thing. Where, uh, where, not where, what labels released the album? Where can when can we get physical copies? Because I know we can't yet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, well, I mean, obviously Nate did. Uh, no funeral. Like, uh, thanks, Nate, a lot. Like, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Super nice. Uh, Nate's the best. He's doing so much, so many things for us. Like, um, he's always, like, connected. Um, and, yeah, so 
Um, Nate's doing a late cut. Like, uh, uh, how many copies are you doing? Like 50? Uh, I think I put an order in for 50. So we should see them in like 10 weeks, maybe. We're lucky. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I guess like in 10 weeks. Um, and um, I mean, that's it for now, uh, except for um, we have tapes in the plan as well. Um, I had my good friends like at uh, uh, Gabriel at Le Blast Records. He's in Quebec City. And he does like these super DIY tapes. Like the, the packaging are so nice. I love every tapes he's done so far. And um, yeah, we've been friends forever. So he was like, yeah, of course I'm gonna do tapes for you. I think he's gonna do like a, a very small run, like maybe 15 or 20 of them, I think. And then um, uh, Matthew at Illuminate My Heart Records in the US uh, contacted me for, um, he's, he's gonna do a run of tapes as well. I'm not sure though, it might be 50 or 100 tapes. And it's also gonna come out on tape in Southeast Asia with um, uh, I have no idea how to pronounce it, Utarid. Utarid? Utarid? Utarid tapes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, so, think that's, I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know either, to be honest. That makes sense. So yeah, he's, he's doing uh, yeah, 100 tapes as well. So, wow. I did not expect uh, all that for, for the response. I thought it was uh, it was just no funeral at the moment. That's that's very cool. Congrats, man! Getting getting pressed in a bunch of different places. Very cool. What is the album name? It's just like letters and Roman numerals, or is there like a name for it, or some hidden meaning behind the title? Uh, nah, it was basically my idea. Like, okay. uh, I have no idea why I picked that out. <laughs> uh, I think it. I guess it was like uh, an easy way out. Not that I want to rush it or something, but like, uh, you know, a few bands have done that before, and I always thought it looked cool. So I was like. Yeah, let's do this for the first record. And uh, yeah, no specific meaning. It's just like, yeah, it, it came out in 2022. So I, I mean, we, we all feel like it's more like a, a, a demo, you know? And uh, yeah, for that reason, I guess I didn't want to like, I don't know, <laughs> it's just 2022. <laughs> okay. So I'll just refer to it as the 2022 demo EP, some shit. I don't know. Cause I'm looking, I'm like, how, what do I call this fucking album when I interview this guy? I'm like, I don't know what it's called. It's just like letters and Roman numerals. <laughs> like last night we had our first rehearsal, like since Christmas and uh, it felt great. And like, we, we discussed about like the, the band name and like the track list cause like, uh, yeah, some of some of us wanted to have like track names, and the rest of the band was like agreeing on like uh, numerals. 
same with the album title and like we kind of agreed that the next one is going to have you know actual names <laughs> so yeah okay I'm, gl- I'm glad i asked now now i got the backstory for it who did who did the artwork for the album i really like uh, the artwork on it um it's uh one of nick's friends she's uh well uh she's called uh cami bellos and uh they live together and uh she takes photographs like uh, a lot of them and uh, we were kind of you know debating on which cover art we would have for this record and nick had started like drawing um something for the record and when he sent the draft, uh, I think we all agreed that it was more suitable, like as maybe merch design, like um, you know, shirt or patches or some stuff like that, and not for an actual cover art. And um, so we kept that on the side for you know future projects. And then uh, all of us kind of wanted the the record to come out like you know. We've, we had been sitting like on these songs for like three years. So we kind of not rushed the artwork, but like our second option was like a photograph. Like, I mean, most of my other bands, that's what we've always used for like um, cover art. And Nick proposed like uh, his friend. So we checked their work. And I don't know, like this picture was like just so nice. And to us, it feels like it's very Canadian. <laughs> it's like, it's a forest, man. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, I mean, the original image is obviously black and gray. And I think I was the one that uh, proposed that we edit it a bit and like had colors to it. So I kind of did that. And yeah, I did the, the layout for the, the artwork, but the, the picture comes from Nick's friend. So yeah an interesting collab okay cool um <clears throat> what was i gonna ask here so oh yeah so you guys have been sitting on these songs for two years so are you guys currently writing any new material then or yeah uh, the thing is like uh yeah like i said it's yeah more like three years actually like it's been a very long time and uh, <laughs> uh we had like songs before these as well but i thought we were like ripping off my previous band way too much. this, let's start over and do something else. And uh, yeah, so we got these seven songs, and they are basically like all the songs we wrote for this record. Like none, there, there are none other songs like we're sitting on, except like uh, we had three new other ones after these seven ones. But I, I don't know. Like after a while, we kind of listened to them again, and we're like, doesn't feel so connected to the first material like we just put out i mean it was still kind of emo violence like it it was kind of fast and stuff but it had more melodies and like kind of a post hardcore feel like um on stuff um not that we didn't like it but we thought it would be better maybe to keep these songs for a different project and not yearning and nate kind of offered like that we use these songs for a split and i was like nah man I, we can't <laughs> i mean they're not bad they're good but they just feel like a different band you know and um, 
we were even debating if we would play these songs live on our first shows but it turned out that we kind of ditched them and only played like you know the whole record so our live set is basically nine minutes <laughs> uh, so yeah so we had these songs but we're still keeping them like you know in a folder on our computer like varieties because some of these riffs are kind of good but the songs as a whole i don't think so so but like i said yesterday we had our first rehearsal and yeah we wrote a new song last night and it felt much better than the three other ones so yeah you're gonna, you're gonna have labels in your in your dms as soon as this episode comes out be like hey heard you had three songs available for a split would you like to release that with <laughs> god damn screamo labels and your splits <laughs> it never ends it never ends <laughs> All right, man, i, I guess... like them i think they're great <laughs> nobody nobody else seems to know <laughs> I, i'm waiting for like the world record to come out be like ah like 20-way split album with 20 different artists pressing on 10 copies of vinyl <laughs> past four past four it's a compilation i'm 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 sticking to that past yeah, four actually, is a compilation i that's that's firm firm i've seen five-way splits so that's pushing it yeah that's pushing it I agree with the, the eight-way split and that's the biggest one i've ever did and I'm like, nah, never again. It's There's like, an eight way. Yeah, the eight, eight feet under uh, Zegma Beach. That's a great record. Oh Double LP. God. It's fucking awesome. It is, but like, it was it was quite a pain pain in the ass to make. Like overall, like you know, the time lapse, like connecting all the bands together and stuff. It felt like four years, I think, something like that. God, I can only imagine. <laughs> Most of those them. bands were, were like broken up when that came out too, right? Like I think, like Via Fondo's on that. I don't think Via Fondo was a band at that point. Is Via Fondo on that? Am I thinking of something else? Is not playing right now, and even Musician, like our band on the split, like we broke up before it came out. <laughs> <laughs> typical, nice. typical nice. screamo. <laughs> to not just a phase we're back and shows are back depending where you are alex you guys got any shows booked for the upcoming future yeah i guess we have but um we can't really announce them right now <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> um, not fun. 
that's not fun. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I guess we're going to play Montreal in the near future because like we were discussing plans yesterday because it's quite funny, but like we haven't played Montreal yet. Like uh, we've only played two shows <laughs> so far with your name. What? Both of them were in Ontario. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of felt weird to play outside of Montreal for our first shows. But then again, I love Toronto and I had never been to Kitchener and I love Nate. So I was like, yeah, let's do this shit. And uh, turned out to be pretty cool, <laughs> actually. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Like, I mean, we've tried like getting gigs in Montreal, but it, I think it was like harder to get gigs back then like enough because like uh the gigs we played were in november and restrictions in ontario were um you know not as strict as the ones in quebec and right now it's kind of getting good i think we could play shows right now i mean bars are reopening um and they are lifting the restrictions for like um you know in houses like um I think we can have more than 10 people. Like it used to be mandatory, like to, but now it's recommended. So I think we can have house shows. <laughs> did anyone, did anyone follow any of these? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends where you are. But because yeah. uh, like, I mean, uh, the house where I live, um, we've had shows before here and I was kind of, wondering if we could we could book one like in the near future like in the spring or in the summer and uh, if not like uh nick our singer lives in uh it's not exactly a squat but kind of it's like a collective house like they bought like a, a whole building and they have um a venue not exactly a venue but like uh, they have a big space in the basement and nick was saying that we could probably do gigs there like uh, quite soon, like uh, April. So maybe we're looking at the Montreal show like within the next two months, but nothing sure. But definitely shows this summer because we're we have plans for the summer. Okay, good news, good to hear. So what band? I mean, obviously you guys have only played like two shows, but what band haven't you played with that you'd love to, to share the stage with? Who are you really dying to play with? Just one. <laughs> just sorry say again that'd be like just one band or like more than nah, one nah, nah, you yeah. can do more than one yeah just bands in general like who do you want to play with there are so many good bands i would love to play with <laughs> uh i don't know right now like uh i would love to play with republic of dreams uh they're a big 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 influence to me um basically the whole reason this band started like republic of dreams and louis cypher uh, both of them great bands great bands yeah i mean big big fan of german bands like overall uh especially screamo it's basically what started it all for me and um i love cassis as well i've had the opportunity to see them uh i think three or four times because i used to travel a lot to europe like before all went to shit <laughs> with COVID and um, yeah so uh, Cassis would be very nice to play with uh, I love them there's also this band called Mats in the UK that I very very much appreciate but I don't think they're playing they're still playing together so and you know like 
also Oini from Italy. And yeah, I guess that's dream bands I'd like to play with, <laughs> something like that. So, okay, all right. So if you could do, uh, if you could see one band do a reunion show, who would that be and why? Nate, I'm going to ask you the same question too. <laughs> okay. I want, yeah. Who would you love to see? One band, only one, do a reunion show. Who would it be? This one's a very easy pick for me. Like, uh, it's it would an be easy that, pick? For me, it would be like Dietro, totally for sure. Uh, there's this thing I always say when I talk with people about Dietro. Because, like, uh, well, I, I, I'm assuming some people have tried to translate the lyrics to Dietro. Like, uh, but uh, as a French speaking person, I can totally get behind like every dietro lyrics and they're just super, super amazing. Like it's basically poetry. I mean, it's just like, it, it's, it's just so deep and it connects so well with the music overall. And I mean, dietro are definitely not emo violence, but they're like pure screamo to me. And that's, I love this band, like every goddamn stuff they put up. And I never had the chance to see them because I think they split in, well, I think it was 2010, I think. I can't remember. And um, yeah, it would be Daitro. Like uh, the split with uh, Sen and Sasiata is just phenomenal. To me, it's like, uh, you know, top of the Screamo game, like especially for European Screamo. And yeah. I'm bummed out that I didn't get a chance to see them, but I did get to see Potence, the singer's new band. I don't know if you've heard them. Like they're more like of a emo crust band, some stuff like that. And you know, it's the singer from Dietro, so I was like, as best as it gets, and it's <laughs> really nice to see them. And uh, yeah, but no Dietro, so that's it. <laughs> All right, all right. And, and yourself, Nate? There's a, definitely a couple, but I mean, I, I'm kind of in the camp that like, if you're, if you're breaking up and like, you're like, I would have said Jerome's dream like a couple of years ago, but like we, you know, that happened. I would have said refused a couple of years ago and that happened. Um, seeing both those bands and like, I, I don't know. I loved it every second of it, but like, I want to say Fugazi, but I don't want Fugazi to come back. I want to go back in time and see Fugazi, if that makes sense. <laughs> I, someone actually just said this on this show, like, two, three weeks ago. I the same answer. Like, in theory, Fugazi would be nice, but also, like, I'd rather see them in their prime. Yeah. 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 Like, the, the, they're, they're not going to be the same band. So, I'm going to go with um, a genuine answer would be Congratulations, which was... Um, a Kitchener band that released a demo and one split or one song on a split with the rabbit theory. Um, so five songs total or six songs total. Sorry. And uh, I got to see them once at a cafe, like down the road from here. And it was mind blowing. It's uh, members of life and vacuum and uh, you do right. Which moved to Montreal. Um, but yeah, they, they, I would, I would, very very much love to see that band again they a very special very special place in my heart just just like being from the area and like um 
you know, and knowing the story of the band, just kind of like a throwaway side project that, you know, didn't really mean much at the time, but it definitely transcends, especially for me, just, uh, yeah, emotionally vulnerable stuff. Wow. All right. I didn't expect that out of all the bands you'd want to see do a reunion show. It's some little local band that did like one demo in a split near you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I would say that I agree with Nate. I mean, I've played with Congratulations back then. I think it was 2014. And they they were amazing. Like one of the best bands I've seen live. So yeah, good pick, Nate. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> What, you played with them? I think we talked about this. You played with them at the Doors Pub, right? In Hamilton? It was the, it was the Hamilton show? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I can't remember the name of the place, but you're probably right. But it, 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 it was in Hamilton. And yeah, yeah just like the Doors Pub. Yeah. Is it like it's like upstairs? You have to like go upstairs? Um, yeah, it is. And I think like, uh, yeah, I think it is. And like uh, I was talking about uh, this specific show with uh, Arch. From the ultimate screamo band like because yeah. uh, he was filling in on drums for us on this tour and uh yeah i, I think we he mentioned that like the i think it was the drummer from mayor that worked at this bar or something yeah 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 and someone yeah, from I, circle takes the square works there too yeah that doesn't make sense because i think he's he talking about it as well but yeah i think he mentioned it was the doors pub so yeah most likely doors pub should have been there fuck i should have been there i haven't been to doors in years literally like four years at this point maybe five yeah it's, i i think like dave norman from zegma beach used to book a lot of cool shows there and like i've seen i saw full of hell at the doors which was fucking crazy um but yeah there's like i feel like there's like even like outside the pandemic there's not a lot really popping off there not as much as it used to yeah for sure yeah um what else did i have in my my bag of tricks here in my questions uh oh yeah so if yearning if you guys could get like a vocal feature which doesn't really happen as much in screamo as it does in hardcore and uh other punk music genres but if you could do a guest vocal feature who would you guys want to scream on your track or sing on your track can be realistic or completely unrealistic yeah uh, that's a tough pick there's there are like so many good uh screamo vocalists um there's this old band that i really really like um called textbook traders have you heard of them i do know textbook traders yep so um it's funny enough, like I got into this band like quite recently, even though they're they're like early two uh, thousand. They're old, yeah. Yeah, I can, like almost twenty years ago, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I can't remember who showed them to me, but it was like two or three years ago, and the vocals in this record are just insane. Like some of the most highest, you know, high pitched vocals I've I've heard in screamo, and like um. It's just, it has so much power and I feel it would be like a very nice addition to like one of our songs if that would be a possibility. But then again, I mean, it's, this band has been dead for many years and who knows if they're still around and like uh, playing in other bands and stuff. So it's like mostly unrealistic, but um, 
Yeah, textbook traders are uh, obviously like Republic of Dreams vocals are amazing as well. But uh, yeah, so many options, so many choices. It's a very tough pick. <laughs> I, should made you, I should have made you do only one just to really, really make it suck for you. <laughs> I can't ever pick just one band like for questions like these. Well, most people can't. Most people can't. Yeah. <laughs> I love watching your faces squirm. I'm like, just one. You're like, only one? Like, yeah, just one. <laughs> You've had time to think about this. <laughs> so hopefully you guys have had time to think about this because I want to ask you both this question. Assuming neither of you are pacifists, if you could punch anyone in the face as hard as you can <laughs> and have no repercussions whatsoever, who would you clock and why? <laughs> I, I have a funny answer to this one. Um, I don't know if I should say this. Uh, it's like obviously not based in politics or anything like that. I don't. I'm, I'm going to keep morality out of this question entirely. But uh, do, I want to. I want to meet Tom Waits, and I want to call him a bitch. Why? Um, Why? <laughs> because Why? I don't think. I don't think anyone has ever done it before, and uh, nice. And it would give me satisfaction just, um, just to do that. And like, I'm, I like him. I'm like a fan. You like him? You just. <laughs> I just really want to. I just really want to fuck with him, and I, I feel like it would not even. I would not face him one little bit. Like God, he wouldn't no. even care what at all. So, like, yeah, I feel like I could punch Tom Waits, but he's also like old as fuck now so i don't i don't that's not cool <laughs> no, but no, it's, it's funny though. <laughs> uh yeah like i'd lo love to just like fuck with with someone just really unassuming like that so it's <laughs> <laughs> a great answer it's a great answer alex who you take who you taking to swing at yeah that's a tough thing there's there are quite a few people i would like to punch in the face <laughs> Like Nate said, obviously, like politicians aren't like an easy way out. Like, oh, I easy guess. targets, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Justin Trudeau is a big fuck, and like, I mean, yeah, in the U.S. it's even worse, I guess. Like, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's funny because like when I was listening to the, you know, the Nader podcast, podcast, like you did with them, like it felt like every member like was like debating like for minutes <laughs> picking a choice uh and it feels the same here but um i don't know there's this guy in quebec like that's in the media like in the news uh of course you guys probably never heard the name but he's called like richard martineau and uh he's like the perfect example of uh uh you know the the biggest fucking boomer like with the shittiest opinions uh, whether it be against like, uh, you know, well, all the things we, um, I'm, uh, I'm looking for a word here. He's <laughs> uh, just against everything that we fight for, you know, and uh, it's, it, it pisses me off because like, obviously, like most of the older people here do agree with like uh, this guy, his opinion. And uh, I think it, it it's, not scary in a way, but like uh, it's dangerous. Like that is happiness, or like on the radio, on the TV, and the media and stuff. 
and I would totally punch this guy in the face if I met him because he's a yeah he's an ass totally <laughs> makes sense I completely agree with you <clears throat> I'm all for freedom of speech but they will literally give a platform to anybody I mean I run my own podcast it's embarrassing there's no laws about it <laughs> any, any idiot can grab a microphone and say whatever the fuck they want <laughs> you know what I mean uh, yeah uh, it's a bummer Okay, so we're decking that guy. Okay, good. My uh, my favorite question I love asking near the end of the show, and I definitely want to hear Nate's answer on this one too, because we talked about this off mic. What do you guys listen to that could be considered cringy, shameful, a guilty pleasure, or slightly embarrassing to yourself or by others? If you have no shame, what is it you you tell people you listen to that they don't expect? that you would listen to? Nate, are you going first? Yeah, I, I can go first. I got, Nate's I, got a big list. Well, I don't, I don't believe in guilty pleasures. I don't believe in guilty pleasures. I like what I like, and if, if you don't, then, that, you know, I feel, I feel sorry for you. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. It's a great way to put it, yeah. Like, I, I, just, I just enjoy things, but I said last year, I'm like, I'm never going to get into... 100 gex like this is dumb music like there's like m- musicality to it like it, you know it's, it, yeah. Yeah. There, there's something there for sure um and now i'm like bumping that shit all the time i'm like this is the best so like that's one that i didn't expect to like myself and it you know it came around and like i've always kind of liked hyper pop but it's just something about that like nightcore really like high fucking fast tempo shit that like never caught me before and now it is maybe it's maybe i'm just going crazy maybe i'm just i'm going through some shit and i need to listen to sounds like it <laughs> bubblegum bubblegum pop music to get through my day but uh yeah like i fuck with ariana grande hard i fuck with charlie xcx hard i love pop music but i don't what i don't feel guilty about that at all what's charlie xcx you're making me feel like a boomer you're a couple years younger than me but I don't listen to your cool kid music. Who's this Charlie guy? Uh, it's it's a it's a girl from the UK, and she just okay. makes like cool like weirdo pop music. Cool. A lot of like catchy hooks and <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I'll check. I'll check her out. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like she's got she's been doing it for a while. She's on this uh label or used to be on this label, uh, PC Music. That was really like forward thinking, like alt pop stuff. Um, so yeah, I like I think without her, without that label, especially like, I think the landscape of alternative pop music would be really different. So and she's just kind of at the forefront of that, and she's doing cool shit. I didn't know there was such thing as pop music that was also like underground and alternative. I thought pop music was just <clears throat> pop music, manufactured, mainstream. You know. Well, there's like a sound, right? Like you think of like all like the bedroom, like the people making like keyboard music, laptop music in their bedrooms. Um, like that stuff's not mainstream. It will always be bigger than Screamo. But, you know, like there are definitely people making... Bedroom um, pop? You think bedroom yeah. pop's got a bigger audience than Screamo? Yeah, well, bedroom pop is more of like a sonic uh, descriptor too even. But like yeah, true. people making music on a laptop that sounds like a top 40 track 
and then you know usually that's more experimental and they're they're bringing something more interesting to it because it's not like being churned out in the machine but yeah like there's there's definitely a lot of stuff like hyper pop is like huge right now like a lot of people are listening to this like really short song like crazy tempo like pitch shifted vocals like i don't know i feel like every artist i come across is like way bigger than anything that i find in punk and it's like some 14 year old kid who has like one song what I gotta keep yes. more of you, you young kids around keep me hip because I have no idea what's going on outside of like <laughs> the, the the little umbrella of punk music I listen to. I have no idea what's happening. Like I, I don't know about this stuff. So that, that's cool. It's fun. I'm just a culture fiend. I just love it all. Yeah. Give me all the music information forever. For sure. I, I I don't know where to fucking where you put it, man. I don't know where you put it. <laughs> I uh I definitely. <laughs> have a lot of other things that <laughs> I should be thinking about before this <laughs> shit, but <laughs> whole lot of good. storage full of shinfo on, on random obscure bands and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking it's a waste, but <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> half my brain is song lyrics. It's a mess. Yeah. The other, the other half's just dead space and anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> What are you listening to, Alex? You got some, uh, you got some hyper pop stuff you're you're fucking with, or? Uh, no, not at all. Not hyper pop. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's that's a tough question. I I don't really. I, I'm kind of like you, like Robert. Like I I don't really listen to much music outside of the punk spectrum. Like um, I barely. I mean, I of course I do listen to screamo, but like I I'm, I've been mostly into post metal like the past few years. Um, especially bands like Cult of Luna, which is basically my favorite band right now. So, uh, but yeah, of course, I, I do enjoy Korn again. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Nate, what are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> there was just like a new metal resurgence right now. Everyone's like fucking with, with bands yeah. like Korn, especially in Montreal. I feel like all my friends in Montreal are like all about that shit. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, porn's been, like, a big part of my youth when I was in high school. I really loved them. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can see your face right now. Uh, yeah, my, sure. My, my mic's muted. I don't want to laugh at anyone too much. I, I, I do not fuck with porn. I do not. But, I, mean, I, I don't like them for what they are today. I think, like, I, I haven't been, like, following up with the band, but I, I still, like, sometimes... They're still making music? I mean, I, I, no. I'm pretty sure I've seen a post God, I hope not. record this year. No. <laughs> yeah, they, they just dropped a record, I'm pretty sure. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I think, uh, I mean, even Limbiscuit did, like, release a new record. So, yeah, so that's that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I got more. Like, uh, But I don't know if it would be considered, like, a guilty pleasure to most people. Because, like, I'm also, like, a big fan of uh, neoclassical music. Um, but you know that's I wouldn't call it a guilty pleasure because classical music is very complex and like uh, I mean it a lot of people enjoy that stuff I guess like listening to Beethoven in your free time and Mozart and shit like what do do you mean classical Um, yeah no not exactly like uh, well I did try and learn the piano for a few years so of course I went to like old stuff like Beethoven and uh, Mozart and uh, 
you know all, all the the stuff from like 500 years ago i guess or some shit and um <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> i'm not good with the timeline in chat <laughs> Yeah, I know it's been, he's a historian 500 years ago <laughs> i know it's been here for a while you know not, not like stuff. <laughs> so yeah sorry um more like stuff like uh ludovico and odi from italy which is kind of a big deal uh olafur arnaud which is a icelandic um composer and he's he used to play in hardcore bands if i'm correct and there's this specific artist in montreal that i really really like he's called uh, jean-michel blais he's uh, it's a french name obviously he just put out a record. Um, it's just phenomenal music uh, to me like i have always felt like classical music is uh it it, it shares common stuff with screamo in my opinion like uh i can totally picture like some segments sections of classical music that could be transposed like into screamo music and um yeah so i live with arch from the ultimate screamo band like of course you've probably heard of the band and like we did we even discussed that like quite a few times because like he's not into classical music but he, he has the same opinion that i do about it and he's like yeah this is so screamo we could make it so screamo and like yeah i guess that's Fuck it you should you should <laughs> yeah i think um no that's not it because i got more weight i got um i love guilty pleasures <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah you said you ate rush uh i <laughs> i don't really like them as well but i got i think worse like my parents like are i mean were and still are big fans of like uh you know dad rock music i guess <laughs> nice yeah, yeah. and um, i've always loved sticks like <laughs> oh, here it goes so oh, man cool <laughs> i don't know i i just have a sweet spot for sticks you know it's <laughs> i'm just really glad you didn't say lover boy that would have been the, that would have been the worst <laughs> well, like, Sticks are very, 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 like I can, I, I guess we can all agree that they're very corny, but like the, the music itself is, it, it's kind of like, uh, it's nice. I mean, the composition are great. Sure, sure, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll agree they're very corny. That's as far as I'll agree with you. Since, since we're all. Not all their stuff obviously because they got like some very very bad stuff but i guess the good stuff is good and uh yeah i, I mean i wouldn't even say uh, a specific record you know because like when i go back to sticks it's mostly i open like youtube and i you know i search for like sticks best of i guess <laughs> and cool then, man cool get bored and then i do it again like i don't know a few weeks later so yeah sticks and uh, can I add one more? Oh, God, please, by all <laughs> means, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I should have put, put more thought into this, but uh, yeah, uh, there's this band, uh, like all the people in my band are making fun of me for listening to them. It's called Polyphia. It's, uh, <laughs> you, you know them, Nate, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like a, like a proggy band, right? Yeah, like, they're, they're, they're like, uh, 
I, I wouldn't say kids, but like they're they're kind of young and like uh, they're making yeah prog mixed with like I wouldn't say that core or gen, but like it definitely have influences. And uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I mean the, the the worst part. I mean depending on what you like, obviously, and they are very uh, trappy. Like they oh my god, dude! I almost spit out my beer. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, especially right. like in the drum parts, like you know that I had pattern that like every goddamn band uses nowadays in trap music. And the first time I heard Polyphia, was I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I ended up loving it after a minute. And it's you know the, the music is just it's very very technical. And I'm a big fan of uh, guitar shredding. <laughs> oh no! Okay, well, you take the, you've got the title belt now. You officially have the cringiest answer for what do you listen to that could be considered cringy in the entire podcast. I think I think you just took the belt from the guy in Nader who, who was really into Avenged Sevenfold. Your answer? Uh, oh no, Avenged Sevenfold's still worse, dude. I'm I'm fucking. Worse than this stuff? This trap, yeah, froggy, sure. whatever the fuck? Yeah, I mean, Polyphia is not good. And I don't <laughs> like that shit, but, like, Avenged Sevenfold, <laughs> fucking, fuck that nonsense. <laughs> I don't know, this sounds worse to me. I'm going to listen to this Polyphia garbage right after this podcast here. I'm going to make sure I have several beers open and ready. Just, in case, just see if I can make it through a whole track. Okay, so let's talk, let's talk about good music before we wrap this up here. What was your guys' album of the year for 2021? Oh, God. Uh, Any genre. Any genre. It doesn't really matter. Tough pick right here. Like, I think think last year came out to be, like, the the first few months, I was kind of disappointed with, like, the the music that came out. And after a while, a lot of great records came out in the summer. But if I had to pick like uh, just one, I guess it would be Awak, like the band from uh, California, because I'm I'm nominal. Totally and like uh, I mean they're members of Maxuji, and I was a very very big fan of this band before they split up, and just overall a big fan of uh, Bay Area screamo, like so many made so many good bands came out of this area. And it was the first record in a while that made me feel like it's, you know, 2005 again, I guess. Would that make sense? They, they kind of have the sound. That, it sounds old school to me, like not like most of the newer Screamo bands. Not that the other bands aren't great as well, but just, I know, there's something special about Awak. And... I, I guess that would be my favorite album of last year for Screamo. And there's another very, very good record that uh, surprised me. It's a band called Shiloh. I think they're from um, uh, Richmond. I'm not sure, but they're definitely from the East Coast. And I had seen this band live before in Montreal, and they were super good live. But then I went and listened to the record and was kind of disappointed in the production and you know the overall sound didn't feel as powerful as the live experience. But then last year they put out a record that was recorded uh, the same place that the Langer Escape Plan recorded, and it just sounds so fucking solid. Like 
um, it's just massive. Like you should really uh, listen to them if you haven't. It's highly recommended. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Nate, what do you got for album of the year last year, 2021? Uh, Corbin, for sure. It's this um, like young kid making like alt pop, like R&B style singer songwriter stuff. Um, the album's called Ghost with Skin. It's just like the most depressing introspective lyrics and this like this dude just like crooning over like pop beats. And yeah, I think this is like something really emotional about it. Just really hits a hits a chord for sure. Um, and like he's not like an interview guy. Like it, you know, all his imagery is like you know kind of reminds me of like the screamo aesthetic, like black and white and um, just very like dark, dark and depressing stuff. But yeah, that definitely like I've I've listened to that so many times. And it came out late in the year too. I think it came out like October, and I probably listened to that more than anything else. Um, cool. Yeah, that's like for sure my number one. Interesting, interesting. Okay, last final question for you guys: least favorite Canada band. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can I say my, Alex, can I say Alexis on fire and, and hang up? <laughs> what? If you want to be fucking edited out of the show, I'm editing out everything you said this whole episode. You're fucking wiped. Are you serious? Is that a joke? You no, know how to do it. Okay. No, I, I I like to I like to play that that just a, holy fuck. You did give me a heart attack. I'm so furious. I'm not really a fan, but like I, I not definitely not the worst Canadian band. Um, let's say like, in <laughs> Canada doesn't have bad music. <laughs> so. Oh, dude, that's coming from a Rush fan. What do you know? <laughs> Rush is sick. <laughs> Rush is great. <laughs> fucking vocals man i can't do it i can't do it i can't do it. it's just the vocals for me that's what i can't do yeah the, the drumming is sick i don't i don't know it's great there's riffs too like i don't know they, they got the whole thing <laughs> not necessarily a fan of the vocals but there's definitely something something to like there um i don't know like there's so many shitty metalcore bands from canada like there's there's a lot it's a lot Bad fucking music. Bad, bad music. <laughs> like Life Ruiner is like <laughs> the worst band. I don't know if you're if you're not from old, here. I don't think the old hardcore band you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, like that's, that's that's just a joke to me. Like I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot. So Alex, you can you can you can take this. Alex, take us home. What's your least favorite Canadian music? You can open the door with like Life Ruiner and stuff. Um, <laughs> I used to listen to Deckard like for a while back then, when, like like a very long while ago, and I used to love like the Spice Icon and I Anderson and like oh, fucking so good, so good. Yeah, but nowadays like I don't know. There's something with like uh, what's the the new band from the, the Spice Icon singer? It's like Obey the Brave, I think. Uh, it I think it's very bad. It's like to me, it's 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 a bad copy of the Spice Tycoon. And like, I don't know. I, I really, but I mean, that's, I wouldn't say that's the worst band in Canada, of course, because, you know, they're big and they got their thing going on. But, um, I mean, Justin Bieber is from Canada, right? Ugh. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't remind me. <laughs> Nickelback. Is it yeah, probably Nickelback, like, Yo, Nickelback he, slaps, dude. He, he doesn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
it really doesn't. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah, fuck it. It's definitely Nickelback is the worst band in the world. That's for sure. All right, guys. This is this has been an absolute pleasure, Alex. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Nate. Thank you for hosting and answering my stupid questions as well, guys. This has been an absolute fucking pleasure, guys. Let's uh, let's do it again sometime, eh? Just just hanging out. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, hey boys. We'll talk soon. Hey, eh? take care. Thank you. Ciao. See ya.